This episode of the Supply Chain Brain podcast is supported by Amazon Business, providing procurement teams with analytics, guided buying tools, and access to a broad selection of items for sale in the Amazon marketplace. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for a look at the company and what it offers to customers. But now, on to the podcast. Agility. It's one of business's favorite supply chain buzzwords. What does it really mean? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain, and this is a Supply Chain Brain podcast. In a world where nothing stands still, in other words, in this world, it's essential that supply chains be capable of adjusting to any change or disruption that comes along. A common word for this ability is agility. But how does that translate into everyday supply chain management when disruption is everywhere? Today, I'm speaking with Todd Hymas, Director and General Manager of Amazon Business, about what it takes to maintain a supply chain that is truly agile. What are the right metrics? What kinds of analytics tools are required? How can procurement teams make informed decisions even as they confront internal resistance to change? And are humans even capable of doing that anymore? Here's my conversation with Todd Hymas. Todd Hymas, welcome to the show. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here today. So, Todd, this word agility, it is kind of a vague word, has the potential to be a big business buzzword, and a lot of people use it these days. But I would like to hear you define it for me as it actually relates to the supply chain. You're correct that agility is a word that's maybe overused today. But when we think about agility and how it relates to global supply chains, it's important to remember that global supply chains have experienced major disruptions for the past few years, really forcing our procurement leaders to accept a new and sometimes troubling reality. Disruption is no longer confined to isolated incidents, but rather it's, it's widespread, it's compounding, and it's, it's often long-lasting. When I think about agility in the context of supply chain, I think of it as referring to the ability of an organization to respond quickly and effectively to those disruptions and to the changes that they are experiencing in their supply chain environment. And that often involves the capability to adapt and adjust your operations in order to meet your customers' demands. I um, mean, often that also requires you to handle unforeseen events and even capitalize on these emerging opportunities. Procurement agility in the supply chain context is super important because the business landscape is dynamic and, it, and it's constantly evolving, as you and your listeners know. And market conditions, even customer preferences, the advancements in technology, and on top of that, natural disasters, regulatory changes, and factors that we really can't predict, they are just 
driving disruptions throughout the supply chain. So being agile and having organizations have the ability to mitigate these risks, it improves responsiveness and it allows the procurement function to help our employers gain a competitive advantage. Okay, so even though the current conversation about agility has probably been driven by the disasters and the disruptive events that we've seen in the last three years. You're saying, are you not, that agility is also a quality that allows the supply chain to react to like everyday changes in demand in, mar- in the market, not just those big disasters that throw everybody into chaos. That's correct. Agility allows us to, yes, respond to those one-off particular events, a natural disaster, a political conflict, etc. But on top of that, we have ever-changing dynamics in our supply chains. And so having an agile procurement function allows you to really adjust to both those one-off disasters, etc., but also just to take advantage of the marketplace that we have available to our procurement functions these days. So what exactly, give me a hypothetical as to what an agile supply chain looks like, and especially if you want to focus on procurement, that'd be fine. But does it mean that all of a sudden I'm producing more, I'm producing less, I'm going suddenly shifting to another supplier, I'm shifting to another transportation mode, I'm doing something with the customer to alleviate customer concerns? What is an agile supply chain really doing when it needs to be agile? Well, yes, to all of the above. It's to all of I figured you were going to say that. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, agility in the supply chain is really about being adaptable and responsive and resilient in the face of all of these uncertainties. And as I said before, to be able to capitalize really on these changes and on these uncertainties. Being agile helps organizations optimize their operations, and that, in the, in the end, will reduce costs, and it enhances your customer satisfaction because you're able to really provide a dynamic procurement function in these ever-changing business environments. When I think about supply chain performance metrics, they've traditionally focused on efficiency, accuracy, and cost reduction. And these metrics, they're super important, and we should not stop using these metrics But they work really in a stable environment. And in today's less than stable environment, in in today's reality, we really require some additional metrics. And some of those that I would mention are things like resilience metrics. So a resilience metric that, that I would be considering would be a percent of single or sole source suppliers. So if you have a single supplier that you're dependent on for an important item that, that you're procuring, that is a resilience risk. Also, manufacturing of your supplies concentrated in a single country. Again, this is a risk that can be exposed. There's these natural disasters that we mentioned. There's geopolitical risks. These can then manifest themselves when you have a concentration in a single country. And then the the final one that I would mention around these resilience metrics is maybe the availability of or the lack of availability of buffer stock. Just in time has been something that, that, that we've all embraced over the years, and that's super important, and it does create efficient, low-cost procurement. However, having 
no availability of buffer stock, or at least the visibility into acquiring buffer stock, is very risky in today's very dynamic and changing supply chain environment. And then the last thing I would maybe mention is we're kind of looking now at experience metrics. So net promoter scores are something that we use when we look at suppliers, customer effort scores or customer enablement scores. So think of these as really the time to deliver or the time to acquire and also level of complexity to execute the acquisition of supplies. So these sort of customer experience metrics, I think also are super important in this ever-changing environment because they allow us to look at all the suppliers that we have in our supply chain and apply these different metrics, whether or not that's some of the things I mentioned at the top around concentration in in a country or the ability to get additional stock, and then also these sort of metrics around the experience that we have with those suppliers. So building these types of metrics into our procurement function now is really how we define becoming an agile procurement function or adding agility to your supply chain. How do you go about measuring that customer service metric? Do you listen to Does it come from the customer itself? Are you proactively monitoring the way you serve the customer, a combination of both? How do you know? Surveys, of course, the net promoter score is an industry standard that we use and, and many others use. And then surveys of our suppliers and surveys of our customers to really understand uh, what is their experience throughout the process. I think you really want to take an end-to-end approach here and understand from the supplier all the way through the supply chain to the customer, what is the time to acquire and deliver in addition to the cost? And then also there's the efficiency of that end-to-end process. So we tend to look at all of these in an end-to-end process. As I understand net promoter score, it's related in some way to customer segmentation, is it not? It's identifying those customers that are most valid or most vital to the operation and spending much of your energy on excellence of service to them, or is that not necessarily the case with the NPS? Yeah, the NPS does focus on your largest customers and their feedback on your service. It spans across industries from consumer to B2B, and uh, net promoter score, like I said, it's an industry standard and something really good for the supply chain function, the procurement function, to begin to use as a metric. Let's get back to agility for a moment. Now, other than buffer stock, which you've described as being something that companies can do in order to be a little bit more resilient and something that they weren't on the ball about during the the lean years of of, of just-in-time, Realistically, I got to wonder how agile a supply chain can be when so much of it is based on fixed assets like manufacturing plants, like inventories also, distribution. It's hard to pivot when that stuff is there locked in, is it not? That is true. I think that some things that are important to consider here are the concepts of having multiple suppliers, that's important. Depending on the type of products that you're procuring, a 
multiple supplier scenario or a marketplace scenario. Both of those can be used to, to try to solve some of those issues. And then some of the common challenges that we continue to see are lack of end-to-end visibility. There's this complex and multi-step process. There's inflexible IT systems, or as you mentioned, infrastructure that is expensive to deploy. And then dependencies that we see throughout the organization. Organizational resistance to change is also a critical challenge here. I think that you're correct that there are many challenges, but what we've continued to see, and in fact, a recent Deloitte study of over 100 U.S. executives and other senior leaders found that 80% of surveyed executives say at least one disruption had a heavy or very heavy impact on their supply chain over the last 12 to 18 months. And 90% of those surveyed executives agree that frequency of these disruptions has increased over the past decade. So there's really no question that this is the new reality. And it's a problem or a set of challenges that we need to continue to try to solve. And it is true that there are infrastructure costs, there's data issues, there's lack of an end-to-end visibility And there's organizational resistance to change. But these are still challenges that we need to address. And it requires a holistic approach, including investments in technology, including process optimization and collaboration throughout the organization. And it also really requires a willingness to adapt to this changing set of conditions. Organizations that proactively tackle these challenges They can enhance their agility, and they can, as I said earlier, gain a competitive advantage in this dynamic business environment. Let's talk more about visibility, because you're really only as agile as your least agile supply chain partner, right? And often that's somebody or something that's located up multiple tiers, second, two, three, four, all the way back to farm or mine or whatever. How do you get that kind of visibility that's necessary in order to create an agile supply chain all the way up through those tiers? You're right. It's a complex supply chain. And there are several tools and technologies that are available for achieving this agility in the supply chain. And and here are a few recommendations to look for when you're looking at various tools. Advanced analytics tools, including data visualization and predictive modeling and machine learning, These enable organizations to gain insights from really large volumes of supply chain data. And these tools help in identifying patterns, right, and optimizing processes. And the end goal is to make data-driven decisions to enhance your agility. And they can be used for demand forecasting. They can be used for inventory optimization, uh, analyzing risk and for monitoring the performance of your supply chain. So analytics tools is really the first bucket of tools that supply chain teams and procurement teams should be looking at. And then there's the need to have a strategic e-procurement partner. Online platforms provide scalable and, and flexible infrastructure for managing supply chain data. And these Online platforms can enable real-time collaboration. They can enable data sharing and access to supply chain information from multiple locations. 
they help facilitate agility by supporting rapid deployment of software solutions in integrating systems and enabling remote access when you have critical data information that needs to be shared. So I, I encourage folks to find one that allows really no spend minimums and reliable shipping options as well. Another thing is a guided buying tool. So a guided buying tool will allow businesses to make their procurement processes more responsible by basically enabling procurement teams to embed rules into those online procurement systems to allow for sustainable products or different certifications or local certifications. So when I think about a your procurement partner, I think about online, I think about no spend minimums, and I think about having a guided buying tool that allows for responsible procurement, which in addition to these complex supply chains, we also have this other major change throughout the industry, which is really moving towards more responsible procurement. And when you say responsible procurement, obviously you're also talking about sustainability, you're talking about environmental, you're talking about governance, ESG, all that ESG. stuff. Yeah, That's not, right. not, not just supplier strength or anything like that or the risk of the supplier going out of business or not being able to provide you with the product, but also all that stuff that maybe wasn't such a big concern before. Yeah, that's right. ESG is, is becoming and more important, and procurement teams have the ability to use a guided buying tool and to help make their procurement choices more responsible. I heard you use the word analytics. I heard you use the phrase machine learning. What I didn't hear you say was artificial intelligence. Is this AI too, or is that something more in the future? I think AI is going to continue to be an important part of procurement functions as we move forward. You're right. I use the words analytics. I use the words machine learning. And these things sort of lead into the use of AI to help us make smarter, more predictive decisions as we go forward. So AI, I believe, will play a role in procurement as we move forward, yes. As will people, I hope. There's been a lot of talk, maybe it's just sort of pie in the sky, or maybe it's more in the future, this concept of the so-called autonomous supply chain, the one that can trigger actions without uh, human intervention. Self-driving supply chains is another way they're being described. Are we headed in that direction ultimately to create this level of agility and resilience, or do you think that humans will indeed still be needed as far as you can see? Well, I can't predict the future, but I can say that there's a lot of big data opportunities out there in the supply chain space as well as procurement. And there's also great advances being made in analytics and the use of that data using machine learning to help us make smarter decisions. And I see that continuing, yes. So I'm assuming you would draw a direct line from agility to resilience to revenue. To justify this yes. effort, it's not, it's not something that's going to cost companies. It's something that's going to be a, a benefit to them in the long run on the bottom line. Yes, absolutely. Agility and the better use of data can help us reduce costs and become more efficient and can really turn procurement into a cost-saving function. When we think about agile procurement, it really allows businesses to quickly and efficiently adapt to changes in market conditions, as well as customer requirements and the internal goals and needs of their business. 
And this involves having the flexibility to make rapid procurement decisions and to change directions, to pivot, and to, to really to manage their supplier base more effectively and more efficiently. And it ensures the timely delivery of the goods and services that we're trying to procure in the most cost-efficient process. And so procurement agility is really, it's not just about speed, but it also requires informed decisions based on market intelligence, the use of data, and the use of supplier performance data, and really combining these all into an agile procurement function. Important to note that the selection and the implementation of these tools, they should really align with your organization's specific needs and goals and resources. And integrating these tools effectively with your existing systems, which is always a big challenge, right? We all have existing systems, and so now we want to integrate new tools into those. Along with proper training and a change management process that will bridge some of that internal resistance problem that I mentioned earlier, and it will also allow for a timely launch of your new tool set and will allow you to stay competitive in this really ever-changing environment. So, Todd, tell me about Amazon Business and where it fits into this whole picture that we've been talking about today about agility and resilience. So, Amazon Business is really a set of tools and capabilities that allow procurement teams and users within companies to get access to the broad selection that's available on Amazon Business which is hundreds of millions of items that we have for sale in our marketplace. And we've built a set of tools that allow procurement teams to set up guided buying rules so that they can make sure that their employees, their users, by following the rules of each organization that they, that they want to implement. We mentioned before ESG. ESG is more and more important to all of our customers. And our guided buying tool will allow you to set those rules in place so that the procurement team can help their company to achieve their ESG goals. And we also integrate with all of the large procure-to-pay systems or the tool sets. So all of the ones that you, that you can name, including uh, Coupa and Ariba and Bassware, etc., we integrate with all of those procure-to-pay systems. And we provide a really extensive analytics package. So I mentioned before the importance of using data and analytics and machine learning to help our procurement teams become more efficient. And Amazon Business provides an analytics tool set that really enables procurement teams to start to make well-informed, data-driven decisions about what suppliers to use for what needs in their organization. Todd Hymas of Amazon Business, I want to thank you very much for helping me to understand how the word agility in the context of the supply chain can be more than a buzzword, more than a vague term and something that really matters to a company's bottom line, as well as telling me a little bit about Amazon Business itself these days. Thanks very much for being with me. Bob, thank you very much. I really appreciate the time.
That was my conversation with Todd Hymas of Amazon Business, talking about the need for agility in procurement. We thank Amazon Business for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read our Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. Also watch videos on our YouTube channel. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. Stay well and see you next time.